Somehow, I think our beer sponsorships won't get that, though. Now, although maybe you could try trading in your empties at Canada Computers. I feel like I'd get a better trade on my fulls. And welcome to I Thought They Smelled Bad, a show that, to understand, well, you have to know that there was this one time, this one time, a long time ago, we was in the desert, and we saw a trash can, and we thought it would be funny to steal it and sell it to another guy, telling him it was a robot. (laughs) He believed us. And then the joke just kind of fell flat. Well, well he was a weird mink, a midget monk, monk looking dude. Which I don't know why you wear robes that heavy in the desert. So you don't get sunburnt. Do you not remember how lobster we were? We were so lobster. Trash uh, standing next to an aluminum trash can did not help. Reaction the sun died. And you idiots were just dealing with that stupid trash can. I'm talking to the goldenrod moron who won't shut the hell up. The British guy? I thought he was the Prince of Wales. <laughs> no, no, he was Australian. The accent's really weird. He's Australian? Yeah, I, thought I thought he was, was the, the Prince, Prince of, of Wales. New South Wales. I hate that place. <laughs> Too many spiders. <laughs> All the spiders. Those crazy dogs. And that weird buzzsaw fish. What the hell is that? It's called a rancor. It's called a rancor. No, that's what happens when I get mad. I am full of rancor. No. Yes. You know what? Never mind. Never mind. All right. My name is Scott. I'm Jim. I'm I'm Jeff. He's Dan. (laughs) All right. I'm here to talk about... Something no one has ever talked about before. Like, anywhere. Yeah, no. Ever. My shoe size? Yes. Cool. We talked about that last week. Speaking of your shoe size, pick of the week, what you got? You fucker. (laughs) What's your shoe size? You know what? No, no. Well, my shoe size is size 13 men's. You know what I'm going with? The Republic. You know why? Because up until today, apparently I didn't own a copy. I have. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I have a BA in philosophy and somehow did not own a copy of Plato's Republic until today. I think I have two. It's I was unpacking books and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, here's Last Days of Socrates, here's Nicomachean Ethics, here's a series of essays. But where the fuck is my copy of the Republic? Wait, how the hell do I not own this? Now, if you've somehow I'm maybe this is your first episode. Maybe you don't realize half the show has a philosophy background. The Republic, kind of a key text. Core text. Yeah. It's, it's basically a treatise on good governance, the... Eugenics, and also yeah. brainwashing? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's saying Plato was really fitting with modern theory, and half the book is really just, man, I like Socrates. 
It's a shame that he's dead. There's also a significant fraction about how much he enjoys and appreciates uh, free love between two dudes. Yep. And how that is important for society. And improves society as a whole. It is Plato. You, You do have to remember this is ancient Greece. I mean, maybe not wrong, but... Well, also, he takes it that's a, a lot far. of word count. That's a lot of word count for it, I <laughs> he, think. He's patting pages with that one. But in general, the observations in regards to good governance are fairly solid. And it's always a good thought piece. It's kind of troubling that some of the ills he brings up in it are still around, you know, 2,000 years later. Because apparently we just couldn't be fucked to deal with them. We're bad learners. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. But yeah, The Republic. It's a heavy read if you're not a philosophy major, or if you are and you didn't want to be one, at which point, what the hell went wrong with your life that you somehow fell into humanities? Yeah, I feel like that's a hard one. Like, not wanting to be a busboy, but being a busboy for a little longer than you like. That's a story that makes sense to me. Somehow I have a philosophy degree. That doesn't happen by accident. (laughs) If it does, I'm assuming you had a six-year bender. Yeah, you just woke up and you have this piece of paper. It's your name. It's from an accredited university. You're not sure how you got it. But you know what? Despite you throwing that so directly at me, Dan! Because he's the farthest one away. Actually, wouldn't that be Jeff? Not according to my screen layouts. We'll do the math. (laughs) Um, my pick is going to be Rebel Galaxy. It was a Steam pick for a while and finally got released on Xbox One. And I picked it up for five bucks and it's kind of like this weird mesh of like Freelancer and World of Warships where facing and and turret placement are key factors and it's kind of fun to run around with a dreadnought that's hauling, you know, 500 tons of illegal soda pop. Between systems and going down other battleships. I'm, I'm just leaving and this spot blank to cut in a different podcast I was on where we were making fun of the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, 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 uh, what is it? Western rock, I guess you can no, call it. No, galactic or... western butt rock. Galactic butt rock. Last it, it gets annoying because apparently, like, they only have like four songs. That sounds like something you would expect to encounter in the bar in StarCraft. It actually, the game yeah, is inspired right. by the bar in StarCraft. Oh God! <laughs> oh, that's bad. I just want to go into a bar now, like a live band, guys. I'd like to hear some galactic sh- butt rock. Galactic Everybody Western like, butt rock. It's galactic a real genre. They look at me like. We know one song from ZZ Top. That's about as close as we can get. (laughs) Next time you're in Toronto, hit the Bovine Sex Club. I guarantee whoever's playing that night has a full list for you. Very likely. All right, so I'm going to go to Jeff. Okay. Um, Seeing as I've been building the Super Fumina all week, I feel very weird. So I'm going to pick my beard. The shit. My beard is awesome, and despite the fact that I've only been growing it about a month, it's already better than uh, Scott's there. So you know what? Were, were you gonna say Jim's? Were you <laughs> no, gonna almost, almost, almost? 
Do you remember what I look like? Yes, yes, but I'm looking at your picture heavier, you, and you got a little bit of stubble going. That's but, because I hadn't shaved in like three days on that picture. That's three days worth of growth. Good I lord, can't man. grow a beard. <laughs> My beard is awesome. It just is. I haven't had one in a long time. And yes, it was just partially lazy. I hadn't shaved in like four days, and it was like really hairy. I'm like, you know what? Let's just let the beard grow in full. See what happens. Let nature take its course. And it's glorious. It really is. So yeah, good luck linking to that. I Scott, will, go. I will find it. I, I will make I will go to your last video and I will make a little animated jife and I will you know that'll be the show note link. Push comes to shove. Someone teach I me how to make animated jifes. Yeah, what what is a jife? <laughs> okay, so they you know what, this is my bone to pick of the week. So some people pronounce dot gif dot gif some pr- people pronounce it dot pronounce it gif which it is um, some people care a little too much about that so to annoy that third category i started pronouncing it jif <laughs> i encourage you to do the same <laughs> will do that's wonderful that's just sad really <laughs> How you know what? If you were at the point in your life where the pronunciation of GIF is something that matters enough to fight over it, you are either so much more successful than you need to be and give me all of your money, or so less successful that you are the homeless guy that I passed in the mall who's got a huge hole in his shirt. One <laughs> of the two. And if you're neither of those two parties, fuck off. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Also, I completely forgot Darkest Dungeon came in, so I really need to get around to picking that up. Yeah, I've I've been playing the early access. There was a period where it was they added some things that made it less good, but those seem to have gone away. So it's it's good now. Cool. <laughs> I'll be picking that up when we're done. A futile gesture, really. I love that narrator. I want him to fist fight the Bastion narrator though. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> some sort of narrator fight. I feel like it would really just be, you know, yelling set pieces at each other. Yeah, like, they can't actually engage in any confrontation until someone walks through the room. Yeah. Can this be a thing? Can I get... I I should find the emails for these two voice actors and see if I can get them to rap battle. Add it to the list of things we're doing. Wait, okay, no, since that's Operation Side, you have to do that. Yes! Um, but you're going to probably give them the PR link, and then I'm going to have to deal with them. Yeah, Shit. It's an external matter. Your PR. Fuck. All right. We are slowly turning this into a legitimate corporation. This is delightful. I'll draw up the papers. Cool. And I still don't get paid. Neither do I. None of us get paid. <laughs> the closest we get is Lee periodically reestablishes his personhood, and Scott and I go drink and say nice things about you guys in our heads while we drink. Fair enough. And generate more lost episodes. We seriously need to record those. No, no. The, 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 the we have had our fourth beer with lunch episodes are for <laughs> us and us alone. <laughs> That's fair. And uh, don't you mean as lunch? No, we definitely had chili that day. Yeah, well, we had solid food. We had Bannock, too, and it was delicious. But we were fucked up. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. When I was in Toronto. We had one of those lost episodes, but we actually recorded it. I don't remember half of it, but I know we did. 
That's because you were asleep, Jeff. You literally <laughs> fell asleep. The dog contrib for a whole hour. The dog was contributing more to the show than you were. Ah, <laughs> uh. oh, brew. I have I have learned that I get jet lag despite the fact I'm crossing only one time zone. <laughs> it's the air up here. It's too thin. Apparently. Yeah. All right. So our main topic for tonight is the new Star Wars movie. And There's like, a new Star Wars movie? There was a new Star Wars movie. Oh shit. In case you in case you missed it, there was there was a Star War. And I'd actually I do want to start out by saying a lot of nice things about the movie because there are a lot of nice things to say about it. And then we'll devolve into some weird stuff about the end of the movie that I was less happy with. And then just crazy theories that two years go nowhere, but two years from now we'll claim uh, we called it, and that someone owes us a yacht full of money. Yeah. Yep. We're never going to get those, especially yeah. now that all of us are in lands. At least when I was out on PEI, there was a possibility it would dock. Hey, no, they could take no, it no. to the... We, 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 they could park it for us on Toronto Island, and then we could yacht around Lake Ontario. Heck, yeah, they could moor it just behind Amsterdam. Too. And, then mm. we, and then we could declare war on Toledo... Because that's on a lake, right? <laughs> we're, we're just going to invade Ohio with one yacht full of money. That's No, that's the reason they need to build a wall to keep us Canadians out. <laughs> but the wall won't cover the lakes. Yar. We may need to get some of those Saskatchewan pirates just to make sure we're doing this correctly. Well, uh, well at least if, if no one else, Salty Bob. Yeah. Damn I mean, Canadian pirates. Tractor Jack, I could take or leave him, but Salty Bob's with us. Yeah. I'm pretty hey, sure I met a couple while I was there. Hey, hey, could you pull over, please? We, we'd like to pillage your cargo. <laughs> pretty much. Hoser. Hoser. <laughs> but Star Wars. It was a pretty good Star Wars. That hasn't yeah. happened in like 30 years. We have a pretty good Star Wars movie that you can watch. And not feel odd pangs of regret or irritation or confusion. I will admit, as a kid, I enjoyed the prequels at first, but then after gradual rewatches, I realized that there were some things that were pretty, pretty dumb. I also remember when I took my friend, I was introducing my friend to Star Wars, it was when the special editions came out, and I, expo- and I remember nine-year-old me going, what the fuck was that? In the theater, when Greedo shot first. Yeah. That never gets any less weird. Well, it's really badly edited. That, like, the, the neck movement still creeps me out. Oh, yeah, that's not human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your eye immediately picks up on the fact that something is wrong there. That for a fraction of a second, it's like the scene plays in reverse. And you can't reconcile that until you actually find it. No, it's shitty editing. And it's like, oh, okay. Now it makes sense. <laughs> the one... It's not that I'm suffering some sort of bizarre brain trauma every time I watch this film. But no, I, I, I really enjoyed episode seven. I think the key to that was that they put me in front of, they, they put a bunch of characters on screen and I liked them. Yeah. And I cared about them and they did things that made sense. And Except for Kylo Ren. Well, yeah. he's but crazy. Still... He's crazy. Yeah. But Kylo Ren stands out against literally everything you've just said. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I'd like to tell a little story. I went and saw Star Wars, not opening weekend, but that following Monday. I went because I, quite frankly, hate crowded theaters. So I went 9 a.m. on a Monday morning. I was off work. I figured, okay, I'll get the first showing they have on a Monday. It won't be that packed. Still it's probably 200 Still probably 200 people in there. Anywho. You could see empty chairs, though, is what we're saying. Yes, you could. Uh, Way up at the front where no one likes to sit anyhow. Yeah. Right. I still got a nice seat, and I wasn't, you know, shoulder to shoulder with someone I didn't know. Anywho, I'm watching the movie, and there, of course, there's the big reveals of, you know, the characters coming back. But this theater of 200 people, there were certain points where you, a couple people clapped, or there was some, all right. When the Millennium Falcon showed up, there was an audible yell of appreciation, like somebody had just scored a touchdown. Clapping and applause in the middle of the theater. People were thrilled to see that. It's like, you know, Harrison Ford shows up. Eh, that's nice. Carrie Fisher, hey, that's nice. The Millennium Falcon, fuck and yes! No, I, I think the best applause moment we had, because I saw it second screening, uh, was uh, the the BB-8 uh little doing the lighter thumbs up and i'm like thumbs up got a good laugh and some claps but the millennium falcon showed up it was like we had just won something <laughs> like, the movie has won we win the movie what, what? It, wasn't the, it wasn't just the millennium falcon like the millennium falcon reveal was good at my theater because i saw it first screening i i lucked out and got tickets for it but the the scene when han and chewie rush into the falcon and they 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 assume the pose from that old promo shot of Chewie there crouched with the bowcaster and Han with his blaster in one hand, and he does the it, like the, even before he gets to the we're home, people are clapping like standing ovation almost. Yeah, there was a there was a couple of claps. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. No, 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 Millennium Falcon, we just won something. Yeah, we're not we quite sure one what, more what Millennium Falcon. Which, of course, is a good thing. A Millennium Falcon is its own reward. Just just in retrospect, I'm looking back at that, it's like, that's an odd thing for the biggest cheer to get, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the fact they fixed the Ray Dome. Well, they had to. I like, like, that, it, I like that it's a new dome, though. I like that yeah, exactly. they, they did not dust off the old model. They made a new model with a it's different dome. It's still shitty. <laughs> well, like, Lando it still looks like somebody ones. ripped it off the top of a building and just kind of bolted it down. <laughs> which, you know, there's a fair bet that that's in fact what they did yeah they probably just found that thing floating from uh, shit just grab it it's also kind of hard to dust off the old one when it's kind of stuck in the death star's fender which is now over there and over there it might be buried in the side of andor (laughs) i'm sure they found that thing just floating in space that's that's a satellite dish probably off the death star maybe a star destroyer good enough for me I'm sure Lando saw that. He's like, damn, I better hook that thing back up or he's going to kill me. Yeah, if Han sees this, I am screwed. <laughs> I mean, no amount of Colt 45 is going to save me from that. <laughs> that doesn't work every time. Man, actually, no. There, before we finish up in the positive, I do have to just lodge a mild complaint. Where the hell was Billy D? He's coming. He's coming. I know he is, but I was so waiting for him to just be there at all. Because I'm still convinced he owns the cape and brought it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... I was sure during that whole thing where you saw saw old Admiral Akbar and you saw some of the old guys from Return of the Jedi, I'm like, come on, you just got to have a door open and Billy D to walk in with the cape. He doesn't even have to say anything. 
Orlando yeah. could look at him and nod, and and Billy Dee like, "Yep, here no. we go." <laughs> like, I, I feel like you get like one old guy per movie. So, like, next movie, Luke's going to be running around, and then Return of the Jedi, Episode Nine, whatever they call it, Lando just walks in, <laughs> and everyone's like. like where the hell have you been? I'm sorry. There was this girl on Tatooine. Long story. Anyway. Long story. Right. <laughs> the operation, and then you guys had to show up and screw it up again. No, I'd, I'd be happy if he New just hair. shows up and he's like, yeah, I'm rich Same now. Same cape. <laughs> it's great. This cape is made out of gold weed now. That's right. But no, I'm, I mean, I I love uh, I love Poe Dameron just because Oscar Isaacs is amazing. He needed more scenes. Oh, everyone needs more scenes. But Poe is easily my favorite character in that, and he had the least amount of scenes. The well, that, that's that a Star really Wars like... rule, though, right? Oh yeah. Oh, I, I love that he literally just like everybody expects him to shake in terror, and he he Robert Downey Jr. quips with Kylo Ren. So do I talk? Do you talk? Which one of us talks first in this situation? This is awkward. You have a stupid mask that you don't need to wear because you're some poser kids. Well, I, I like that that's the cue they're giving. I mean, Ren is not the Dark Lord. He's he's a poser kid. These are the pimply-faced neo-Nazis of the galaxy. And they don't quite know what to do, but the jackboots almost fit. Let's go for it, guys. Yeah, let's ape the previous style, and in the case of Hux, be completely mad. Oh, that that Hux and the speech he gave, I'm like, you know, always the Empire had this kind of Nazis in space vibe going. Not quite as bad as, like, Xeon from Gundam, but it's there. And then I saw that speech, like, forget the vibe, they're going straight on space Nazis. Well, well, his jacket is... His like, jacket like, is so Hugo great. Boss, it hurts, man. <laughs> like, the way they are, like, the way things are run, like, the, the Empire went from the Nazi Germany analog to pretty much space North Korea. They're <laughs> isolated, they're understaffed, they're fanatical, and the moment they get their hands on a big gun, they use it in the and blow up a bunch of s- civilians and... Screw everybody over. Directly into the laser. <laughs> yeah, I just love that he's looking at this. I'm like, you should probably wear goggles for that, bud. You can't see shit all afternoon, could you? Yeah, you're blind now. This is the reason Basque wore goggles in Gundam. He did the same fucking thing. <laughs> well, he is a genius, so I'm pretty sure the light is just absorbed. It doesn't actually even do any damage to his retina. And still, you're in a J.J. Abrams movie. Lens flare abound. Well, hey, so, that, there wasn't a lot of it this time. It was restrained. There was, there was, there was only one. I'm sure that was just his, you know, little tick to the fan. That's that's why I'll give J.J. Abrams credit in this movie. He did his friggin' homework on this movie. Yeah. Well, yes and no. He didn't transition with a wipe even once. Uh, on that yeah. scale, does that really bother me? Not really. I don't know. It's just, it's a Star, it's Wars, a Star thing. Wars thing. I, I wanted nah, one. I mean, what there, there were a couple at the end credits. Well, there's a wipe to the end credits, but I kind of wanted like to a transition wipe. I, I wanted a scene to end with someone moving and the wipe to follow that character. Yeah, well, it's the page turn feel. Yeah, I. Hell, since we're loosely talking behind, I'm still really happy that Larry Kasdan is writing this shit. Oh God, yeah. Like, that's that's one of the things that keeps this properly feeling like Star Wars. 
Because as long as Kasdan's sitting there, I know full well there's somebody on the board who's like, okay, we can go so far, but we can't go further. Because I know, because I've written a shit ton of this. Like <laughs> Larry's just walks in and turns to Kathleen and says, "No, we're good here. I yep. like how we're. At. I like where we're at." <laughs> you can see where it is that he and George split on things. Well, killing Han Solo, for example. Well, like there, the, apparently, there's this like big thing that was. In, it's in um, how Star Wars conquered the universe. The the book. Yeah. That. Lucas and Kasdan had a huge argument between Jedi and Empire that pretty much for that forced Kasdan to leave the project. And that's why the they only that's why there's such a big difference in feel between the two. And the argument was is Lucas thought it was the spectacle in the spaceships where Kasdan said, No, it's the story. And well, the people- Lucas wanted merchandising. He wanted to be able to pump out more and more crap that you can sell. You want a Kenner figure for every side fucking character. Well, that's how he funds them. Like, he didn't want to go to anyone else for money, and he saw money sitting there, so he may as well have. I mean, he... he, The movie... The success of the movie made him a bit cynical. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I think... Like, the way he succeeded made him cynical about how movies succeed. Yeah, and that's not unfair. Well, that's interesting. Did any of you see the... I'm sure you did... The interview he did with Charlie Rose. Uh, fuck you, George. Fuck off. Yeah. The white slavery line. Uh, you could tell he was just a little bit upset. It's like, hey, everyone loves this movie now. I didn't make it. Wah. And they ignored all my, my toys. Yeah, I, they, they ignored all my notes. They didn't let me talk about it. Now everyone's happy and I don't get to claim any credit. And I'm just like the thing that bo- the the one that stood out for me. I mean, the white slavery thing is fucking stupid. Well, but the the line, the line, the line, a little bit of pass on that one because you could see as soon as he said it, he was like, "Oh shit!" I, I need to reconsider <laughs> you, that. But no, how the, do you even have that as a core thought process? How do you lapse into that? Yeah, I no. don't know. You've never said anything really stupid and immediately regretted it. Yeah, yes, but I've but never least... involved racial politics. Yeah, true, true, but. I've never invoked something that's not even in parlance for me. I'm not at a situation where I'm suddenly going to be like, okay, I need a really bad example. You know what? Fuck you. You're like the Huns. No. (laughs) I've never, you know what? I've never actually compared anyone to the Nazis. No, Scott, Scott, I have to stop you before you go Tumblr. I know, (laughs) but I'm just saying I've never compared anyone to Nazis, even if they maybe deserved it. But I think I have, but in a political spectrum, like, like actual observations in regards to the party. Okay, but uh, the one thing I do, the one that stood up for me that from that Charlie Rose was that he claims he was always trying to do something new and different, and I'm like, you have your name on seven Star Wars feature length films, seven. Six of them go to Tatooine. Yeah. You know, Four some of... shitball planet that's supposedly completely irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Six of the seven movies you made with Star Wars in the title. Go to Tatooine. They've got something that looks a hell of a lot... Four of them have something that a... looks a hell of a lot like a Y-Wing in them. <laughs> you can't say you're doing something new because you invent a new gimmick for lightsabers every time. What drove me nuts is his whole comment of it looks too retro. It's like, excuse me, excuse me. It looks lived in. You had Obi Wan become a gumshoe and stop by a fifties diner. 
<laughs> yeah, but that was great. That would I, I want a whole TV show about that diner. I want a show with just you and McGregor hanging out in that diner. <laughs> I'm in Truth. a space diner. <laughs> Actually, no. You know what? I would be perfectly fine if I could just edit the prequel trilogy so it's just me following Ben uh, and he's, nothing else. See, when you do that, you find out that Ben's kind of a smug asshole. <laughs> yeah, and I'm okay with that. It's you and McGregor. But, I mean, and I, uh, there, there is a kernel in what George said there in that they did go back to the well. They had to go yep. back to the well because it's fucking Star Wars. Are, do you think people are going to like a Star Wars movie without X-Wings? Yeah, I think they won't like a Star Wars movie if it doesn't have X-Wings. You know why? Because you made three Star Wars movies without X-Wings and people don't like them. See, we talked about this. <laughs> we talked about this after the theater. Why the fuck weren't they A-Wings? A-Wings were designed to replace the aging X-Wing, which had replaced the aging Y-Wing. Now, A-Wings don't exist, and I got a split-engine X-Wing. And I don't mind the split-engine part, but it's it's the X-Wing 2.0, and it's like, no, fuck you, A-Wing. I, well, A-wing. I, I think that, the that that's, legitimate the... compa- that's leg- legitimate competition. Someone comes, some other company swoops in and replaces your design. You make a new one. You do it better. But it didn't yeah, seem it's... to be any better. Okay, look at it this way, Jim. Look at the original X-Wing as the F-15. The new one, the, the, the T-70 or whatever the heck the no, new number is, that's an F-22. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I kind of understand, like, the in-universe explanation of that, like, the, the, the resistance is just this proxy force that works in the outer rim, and the Republic just gives them whatever they have. I'm pretty sure that because, like, all the... The stuff in like the novelization that Leia bought those X wings out of her own pocket. How does Leia have money? Um, Off planet banking. That's the best they, answer I've got. Like everything she owned or knew blew up. Off planet banking, mining rights to the asteroid field. Come on. <laughs> no, that would be smart. And I'm not Lando saying she's bought not smart. those. It's Lando just- bought those. Oh, Leia sold the mining rights to the Alderaan field to Lando. She bought X-Wings with it. That's the story. Canon. I'm a, yep. You heard it here first, folks. It'll be brought up in episode eight. Look forward to the new Lando comic about him being successful and buying increasingly better capes. I, crap. Now I want a video game that centers on Lando and that's the only customization you get. <laughs> the Lando Sim <laughs> just the only gear you can buy are capes. But they are progressively better. <laughs> they do make you better, but it's still only capes. <laughs> that's that's Battlefront DLC right there. Yeah. Shit yeah. EA comes out with that, it's like fuck, fine, take the money. Here's five bucks. Oh, it's ten. Ah, oh, you no, still no, got no. me. Into like one of the freemium games. Where like the increasing length of the coat like enha- enhances your ability to like negotiate deals or something. But we know his cape didn't improve his ability to negotiate deals. <laughs> Maybe if he'd had a better cape. Well, that's the problem. Vader had a much nicer cape than Lando in yeah, that scene. It's true. If we had flash forward to half a cape in that see, movie. See, in Re- in Return of the Jedi, he has a full cape. He still wears it off his shoulder because he's a goddamn pimp. But yeah. <laughs> she does not. But now that he's got a full cape, he doesn't have to negotiate. He has to blow up Death Stars to prove his point. That's fair. 
Hey, I'm, was... I'm willing to run this Cape V negotiation theory. <laughs> you, you ever see the Emperor negotiate with anyone once he switches to a cloak? No. He mostly throws lightning at them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, Emperor so, Palpatine, I would like to negotiate a possible settlement between our... You, what was he bringing? My counter, Take it. Whatever it was. <laughs> my counteroffer, 18 million amps. Uh, okay, so an- another complaint... One of my actual legit complaints about the movie is that Finn does not have anything to do at the end. He's just there. Like, I, and... um. Ken and Robin on their show brought up the idea that maybe the thing you have to grab from the Death Year star at the end of the movie is not um, Kylo Ren, but uh, the other half of the map. Like it's 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 a it's a split MacGuffin. You have one half, they have one half. They're chasing each other, and Finn has to be the one to grab the other half, and that you know adds a little another layer of tension and gives him something to do other than. That little sing-songy tease of Phasma that happened. Oh, are we? Do we want to go to Phasma right now, or do we want to stick with Finn and then come back to Phasma? Let's start with Finn and then go to Phasma. Okay. I was at HMV today, and Hi and I were chatting just in general about this because we're doing this tonight. And an HMV employee actually brought up to me. He's like, "Does Finn really like? What is Finn's purpose in the film?" And I was thinking about it, and it's like, other than some really meager little bits of plot. Like, Poe could have probably orchestrated his own escape. Finn, I enjoy Finn's character, but Finn's entire reason for being is one part signpost for Ray, another part to say, see, Ray can take care of herself. You don't need to be trying to save her ass every five minutes. I think I think he's the moral center in a weird sense. Which is sense. weird considering he's a stormtrooper. Well, it, it's, it, that's a great inversion there. He's the moral yeah. center of the film. And, you know, there is that moment where everyone agrees that, yeah, no, we're done running at the end of the second act, and he's the one that starts it, which is rad. And he gets his ass kicked for it, which is equally rad. Yeah. But, well, even there, like, he kind of goes through the Hero of a Thousand Faces journey almost twice in the same film. Like, he goes from having a cause to progressing forward to breaking, to trying to run away, to having a cause... To breaking, to trying to run away, to having a cause again. And it's like, am I going to have to buy you the book? Is there some part of this that you are not getting in regards to the journey? It's kind of a hastily compressed version of Luke's story. Yeah, Luke but that's... In, in A New Hope was all about getting out of, getting off Tatooine, helping out, saving the princess, and then in Empire he was about going to become a Jedi, but then. Because he saw his friends in danger, abandoned that path to try to save them. You kind of see the same thing with Finn. It's I gotta get away. I gotta get away. I gotta get away. The only way we can I can get away is by helping the destroy get to where it belongs. And along the way, he sees that the journey's not about him getting away. Well, you can kind of get the sense throughout the whole thing. He isn't a fighter. He does does not want to fight. He does not want to be a soldier. He does not want this gig. He's a dang janitor, for God's sakes. And he, every, as soon as he's entered battle, he's like, get me the hell out of here. Don't like so, this. Hey, I can help this guy, and he can get me the hell out of here. Of course, then he starts manning a turret, and he's pretty good with it because he's a soldier. Well, his whole objective is get me the hell out of here. I am not a fighter. I don't want to kill anybody. 
and I don't want to get killed. See, well, the only reason he got his butt kicked with lightsabers because he put all the skill points into blasters. Heavy <laughs> weapons, heavy weapons guy. Do not go into melee. It's the rules. Yeah. Well, he he got the lightsaber and he says, "Okay, I'm gonna fight." And TR eight are our new favorite stormtrooper of all time. Uh, Niners goes out there and he has got a proper designation. It's, he does. He has a real number. Like his nickname is Niner, but I, I prefer TRER. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm a sucker for accuracy. <laughs> what the hell is his actual name? Twenty one ninety nine. FN twenty one ninety nine. Yeah, thank like. you. Yep. Yep. Apparently, he's a redhead, and apparently, a bit of a jackass. Well, you know what? It takes a special kind of thing to be like. You know what? I'm bringing the riot control gear just to a be- battlefield to a battlefield just because I want to get up close and whack people in the face. Well, that he has a gun when he starts. He throws the gun away. He says, "I'm going to beat you up with a riot stick." Why? Because I'm an asshole. I am going to electrocute the shit out of you because <laughs> I can. It's like you do realize he's not a Jedi. If you shoot him, the chance of him blocking it with the lightsaber is pretty slim. And more fun to beat the crap out of him. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, what better way to put emphasis on the point of you're not a Jedi that I kicked your ass in melee combat with a Jedi's weapon. Yeah, yeah. well. Oh, God. But I, I do love his fight with uh, Ren, just because in the trailers, I always saw him. He's like, he pulled the lightsaber, and as soon as Ren com- starts coming after him, he's like, oh, shit, what the hell am I doing? I like that the lightsaber fights are just beatdowns. I like yeah, that they're messy. There's there's no real style or grace. It is just brutality. Well, well you you've look- got a non-force user, you've got a freshly awakened forced user, and you've got a kid who clearly can't even build a fucking lightsaber. Who has a gut shot. And I like that he keeps hitting himself in it because he's trying so hard to be Mifune. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting fired up, and it's like, no, seriously, what's wrong with you? That only yeah, works that- for Mifune. That only yeah. works for Mifune. <laughs> like the 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 difference in style between like the way Ren swings his sword and like the way you would see Vader in the original trilogy. The the crossguard lightsaber looks like a broadsword, and Kylo Ren swings it like a broadsword. Oh, he swings it like a damn baseball bat. Yeah, like he sw- he swings it like a club. It's Another thing on the list of proofs that Kylo Ren is poorly fucking trained. He can't properly mind-read a human. Not a Force adept. Not an alien race. A human. Just a guy. He can't properly fucking do that. He can't... He shows one use of really intriguing telekinesis, and that's catching the blaster bolt at the beginning. Yeah. He does it again. That was cool. Yeah. That was really cool. That's a nifty gimmick. That's damn impressive. We've never seen that before. Like, deflection, sure, but not locking the bolt in the air until he loses concentration. His lightsaber has heat because it's not maintained properly. Like, my theory actually turned out to be fucking correct. It is canon that those are heat vents because his saber overheats. Because he couldn't build a good one. Yeah! He probably has to change the batteries all the fucking time. Like, so much of everything he does is... We basically gave Bebe's first Jedi book to this kid. And he's like, great, now I'm going to be a Sith. Well, no, that, that's why I use the pimply face neo-Nazi analogy. Yeah. 
these guys really don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And they're all giant fanboys of the Empire. So the Empire really basically ended from- at Return of the Jedi. According to the novels, there's some remnants of it still floating around. Yeah, and these they're guys funding are the, the First Order. <laughs> yeah. And these guys are the fanboys, the sons and uh, daughters, I suppose, of these guys. Like, I mean, there's more than a few Xeon <laughs> analogies going here. Or maybe Xeon's copying an empire. I don't really know at this point. I honestly look at it is it's like the analogy I made earlier. The empire was Nazi Germany. The first order is North Korea. They've isolated themselves. Their children are raised from birth in this idea. And that they're fanatical about it. I mean, they like they said, like Finn says at the beginning, I don't have a name. I have a number. Like, yeah. you guys are born in camps, probably. These guys are probably born in camps. And they, they give them the, 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 the fallout equivalent of the goat test and goes, okay, uh, you're in sanitation, you're in, you're, uh, you're in the Stormtrooper brigade, and your scores are high enough that you're a marksman. Or you've scored high in your close combat aptitude, so you get to be a riot trooper. You get to carry the riot stick whenever you want. <laughs> Uh, Did we ever get a proper explanation for why the fuck there's a flamethrower? Because flamethrowers are cool. Sometimes you just need to burn the village down. I don't know why you need a special helmet to be flamethrower guy. Because they need to sell more action figures. Yeah, that's actually Okay, that's... Yeah, no. Yeah, we know the the real reason. They came up with two helmet designs. They said, let's do both. I like that one, but let's keep that one, too. (laughs) Well, it's the same reason there's the Molten Trooper in Battlefront, which is just a conventional Stormtrooper helmet with a doodly bit on the front now. Doodly bits. bits. Like, we renamed it. We can sell more figures. There we go. That that's and that's what it is. It's one of my favorite scenes in looking back is the almost stepbrothers how Finn and Poe became best friends. I was like Did we just become fr- best friends? Yep. You want to go kick the Empire's ass? Yep. <laughs> well, I, I love this scene when Finn is, or when uh Poe's giving Finn the rundown of all the weapons uh that the TIE fighter has and I'm I'm just sitting there as a guy who played X-wing and Tie Fighter as a kid, going, "Oh, I use that weapon. I've used that weapon. I've used that weapon. I've used that weapon." Oh, I'm sure so. Whoever wrote that scene was definitely played X-wing and Tie Fighter back in the day. It's like, ooh, I remember that. Ooh, I remember that too. I like the Tie Fighters are two seaters now. I like the fact oh, they apparently put an internal atmosphere in it now and ejector seats. It's almost like yeah. they care about people a little. The cost on those has got to be so high, though, relative to a classic LN. Well, the thing, the thing is, is that their their manpowers is probably so much smaller because they had to probably blow a whole bunch of budget to turn a planet into a Death Star um, that they need to put precautions to keep their people alive. See, this brings us back to the old Death Star argument of couldn't you have just bought more ships instead? Well, right. that that was apparently the debate. It's like, yeah, we could build a super star destroyer, or we could build like nine victory classes and really clean up those pirates in the outer rim. Oh, okay. So that we, we're going with the other one. Yeah. All right. We, we need to show off how big we are. Okay. The, that's the only real. 
there's two problems I had with the Star Wars movie. The first is Starkiller Base. Because back in the day, when I was watching this kid, Death Star, like, that's scary. Second Death Star, oh my god, they made another one. This one's like, I wonder how long it's going to take to blow that up. Yeah. Well, I, I, I actually kind of like that, you know, Hans just looking at this hologram, it's like, so there, there's a plan to blow this up, right? We already have one of those. <laughs> yeah. And the we answer destroyed is, the last two. And the answer this is, is pretty do. much, yeah. And then it fails on execution, except for the part where Han was like, I'm going to double check this. Yeah. I'm going to be like, you know what? Handheld explosives might be the key to this solved problem. <laughs> Luke wasn't here to tell us that this was easy, so I've got to make no, sure it's okay. No one compared this to varminting on Tatooine. Yeah. I'm taking an extra step. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Han did kind of say, oh, so what? It's just bigger. Yeah, because it was. And then Chewie's like, maybe we should do this better. And he's like, yes. Yes, we should do this better. <laughs> Also, it gives them a good excuse. That's not how the force works. <laughs> oh, God. I love <laughs> that scene so much. I See, that's the thing. It's like, as much as Finn has nothing to do, Finn and Han is a fun bunch. Yeah. Okay, yeah. big deal. <laughs> I like, first off, the biggest spoiler in the whole movie, yes, Han Solo's dead. They finally, He finally got his job done. I saw that coming a mile away, as I know a lot of people did. Well, oh, you see the scene, and you're like, oh, only one guy's walking off that bridge, yeah. and it's not the old one. Well, I even knew it beforehand. It's like, as soon as I heard that, as soon as they almost inferred that Ren was uh, Han Solo's son, yeah, Han Solo's kid, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's dying. But the what thing- I was terrified of, utterly terrified, is after he dies, uh, Chewie goes nuts screams and starts kicking ass and taking aim and all the explosion I'm like not chewy too oh damn it nah he'll he'll I mean, last I was forever terrified chewy wasn't coming out of there i knew han solo was dead and i kind of expected it sorry to sidetrack for a moment but i do have to pull a bit of a bone to pick fuck those people when i start a thread on mehq <laughs> that states no spoilers until after midnight and the first fucking post you make is that Kylo Ren is Han Solo's son, and he stabs him in the third act. Just there's this particular ring of hell reserved for you people. See, that's why I, I stayed off the internet for like three days. Yeah, <laughs> it, I was on 4chan because it's me. Because that's where I go when I'm bored. I got that spoiled. I, I went, no, I don't believe it. Because the thing is, that's exactly the type of thing you say to piss people off. Do you remember when Salvatore killed Chewie with a moon? Yeah. People lost their shit. And this was before the days of Tumblr and, you know, crap like that, where it was normal for people to lose their shit over small things. People went fucking crazy. So the idea of Han Solo being murdered on screen, and all I'm seeing about this is little blip posts... I'm not seeing people go absolutely bananas. I'm like, no, I don't believe it. It can't be real. And then I sat in the theater and I saw him. Well, fuck. He should have shot the little bastard. Come on. A father's that's, that's love the only thing fixes I don't everything, right? That's the only thing yeah, I don't that's, get is Chewie is a good enough shot to take his head off. Yeah, but that's the reason you've got all those sappy little, you know, artist posts now where it's Chewie is sad because he helped raise Ren, so he shoots him in the side. It's like, no. Joe no, was really pissed off that his best friend, the guy he owed a life debt to, is dead. 
Yeah. He would kill him. Son or no son. Yeah, Chewie yes, lost on two fronts there. His best friend is dead, and he actually failed to fulfill the fucking life debt. Right. Like, that is that is a complete cross for him. Yes, he's going to go goddamn berserk. I would really enjoy it if Ren's death is Chewie ripping his arms off. Right. I, I'd be okay with that. That's yeah. fine. Oh, I even think about it just from the perspective of, like, I have friends who have kids. And the whole thing is, oh, well, you know, if you're around them and then they grow up and then they go, it was like, no, seriously, if any of my friends, kids, kill my friend, I'm not going to be like, oh, this is sad. It's going to be you little monster. <laughs> I will bear that in mind going forward. <laughs> yes. If you ever have kids, Scott, and those kids murder you, I will not do nice things to them is what that's going to come down to. Okay. All right. You don't get to have any crossbows, Jim. No crossbows. <laughs> Can I have a crossbow? What about a bardiche? <laughs> Fine. As many bardiches as you fucking want, Jim. Yes! But can I have a crossbow? I You live in you America, his... I assume you just have them. Well, no, it's not a gun. Oh, it's a bowcaster. I apologize. Bowcaster. I want a bowcaster. I don't have one of those. Try to build a grenade launcher. And Kylo just takes it with stride. All right. So, and, and that leaves one more cast member I do want to talk about before we get into Phasma, which is Ray. We're not dodging that. But, well, is Ray. I love the fact that her boundless knowledge of the Imperial War Machine saves the day. Uh-huh. She lives in a gutted AT-AT and salvages from a burnt out Star Destroyer. She probably knows a great deal of this crap. I mean, just it's by like, exposure. It's like, that's a pit. There's probably a maintenance tunnel that away. <laughs> I recognize this similar design from the last time I was inside that Star Destroyer. So apparently technology hasn't changed all that much in 30 years. Not the works. works. I guess they are still flying X-Wings, so. Again. It's a real standard issue, Jeff. If they still have bottomless pits with no railing after 40 years, yeah. they're never going to put them in. No, see, that's just basic Darwinism. If your stormtroopers fall to their death, you didn't need them. <laughs> They're not all that important. Well, no. I mean, it's it's a formless white mook. He dies? Well, there's another one down the way. There. Nothing's lost. Okay, can I, can I put put out my theory on exactly who Ray is? Because everyone's got one, and we're all gonna, only one of us is going to be right, or possibly none of us. Uh, I'm going to go with the last option there. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm throwing out my theory later, so in two years' time, I can come back, look at this, and go, "Ha! Ah, I was right." Or, oh well. <laughs> Get my that theory, well ready. Yeah, well, my my theory is a little bit uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Is that she was Ray's co-conspirator? She turned on her on the Knights of Ren. She is not some random you know, child of Skywalker. She is. Well, I guess she is Child of Skywalker, but she is Ren's sister. She is Han Solo's kid, who also turned against Luke. However, she changed her mind at some point and fought back. Ren that- couldn't or didn't want to kill her. Mind what they got? He, she got mind wiped by uh, Skywalker, which is why she's so good at this shit, despite having never been, you know, trained in any of it. And she slowly gets her memory back by the end of the series. That's why at the end of the series, when she sees Leia, who she's never met, she hugs her. Because Leia knows who she is. And as soon as Han sees her, Han knows who she is. 
but they don't want to break that code. It's like she made a horrible mistake and got her punishment. There is no need to dig this back up again. I was really well, afraid your theory was going to be that she was the reincarnation of Revan. No, like, I, I, I went to her for a sec there. I was like, I swear to God, if you say she's Revan, <laughs> and my second theory is that she's Revan. No, no. <laughs> you son of a bitch. My theory is that Revan is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Some place. How many times have we killed him? How many times have I killed him? Like three. <laughs> have you seen no. the theory bouncing around that she's Vader? No, Revan is just kicking around. He's done. Yeah, he's he actually just moved to Dagobah. He's like, there's there's a nice little hut here and everything for me. This is great. I'm never gonna leave this place or talk to anybody ever again. But damn it, this roof is so small. I really need up. bigger stuff. <laughs> he's trying but to yeah, lay down in that cot. It fits his foot. No, there's he... a fan theory bouncing around right now that she's the reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker. No, 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 no. We saw Skywalker's ghost. How is he going to get alive again? Recasting? Each <laughs> and every single one of you is thinking of Hayden Christensen in drag. Or at nope. least you weren't until I said that. Nope, I'm continuing to think of Sebastian Shaw sitting there going, I deserve recognition for the character that I played. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, sucks to be you. You were making a mask the whole time. Everyone thinks of Gerald Jones as Darth Vader. That's because he's the voice of Vader. Dave Prowse would disagree, but Dave Prowse has got some sour grapes. Some of them deserved, some not. Credit where it's due, right? Like, it's it's not like he wasn't in there all the goddamn time. To be fair, have you ever, like, seen some of the scenes where he's talking as Vader? You know, of course, he's acting, so Luke can, or uh, the other actors can act against him, like Mark Hamill. That, and but, they didn't tell him they were dubbing him on the first one. Right. But if yeah. you ever hear him talk, it's like, no, that doesn't sound like something that strikes the, you know, fear of God into me in the least. In fact, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> well... That's part of casting, though, right? Like, especially with a character in a mask, it gives you that option. Prose has the build and the... Yeah. But Jim, Phasma, go. What is this character? She's in every part of the fucking marketing. They whore her everywhere. Like, we saw the actress in that dress, and we had a full criticism about that dress. Like... This is this is the shiny goddamn Pokemon of the fucking Stormtrooper line. What does she do? She's she gets mad at Finn and and she gives them the codes and and, and that's fucking all. She is Boba Fett. What did Boba Fett do in Empire? She's not even Fett. Empire. He did not do anything in Empire. He barely did anything in Jedi. Fett at least had the absence of presence. He was there. He came across as intimidating, but that was all he did. And that is exactly what she does. She, she is there. come across as intimidating. Yes, she all does. And then gone until third act, where she She's comes the- back, where we could have used any stormtrooper. Yeah, she was very intimidating on the planet in the very first scene, and that's about it. Okay, it's the only time intimidating stormtrooper. That's why Finn decided to have Chewie tackle her, and they put a gun to her head, and she instantly crumbles. Real fucking intimidating. Yeah, any stormtrooper, any stormtrooper could have been me. They could have got Dan Craig back. That was a great cameo. I love that. Yeah, it could have been any number of the three other stormtroopers that were lying dead on the ground in that control room. Oh, Oh, she's back for the next movie, though. 
Okay, then maybe they'll do something with her. Yeah. But right now? Oh, I, I almost forgot my favorite cameo of the whole movie, and yes, Daniel Craig was awesome, but we had a Dean scream. There was a cheer in the audience when we heard the Dean scream. You mean the Dean's Wilhelm? Scream? Yeah, the Wilhelm scream, pardon me. Yeah. Well, they got it out of the way early, because otherwise I'd have been on the edge of my chair the whole time. It's like, when are they going to get Wilhelm? <laughs> Where is he? As soon as there's an applause for a scream... <laughs> Like a little light applause, Cleveland. Yay! There's you know the you're in a room full of nerds when the Wilhelm scream gets applause. <laughs> I well, who else it. is going to appreciate it? Well, I wasn't in a movie theater. Like, 9 a.m. watching a Star Wars movie. So, like, I'm I'm in radio production, and me and my audio, the advanced audio production guy, kind of geek out on Ben Burt a lot. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, so <laughs> Wilhelm screams. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, I'm bound to determine to fit that into at least one of my assignments for him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, if if they're going to expand upon her in eight, great, wonderful. It still doesn't explain why they spent so much time hamming her up. Like, because I walked into this going, okay, this is going to be kind of a cool character. Like, maybe we're going to get an expansion on the basic stormtroopers. We're going to have that hero stormtrooper character, Hux is a more interesting character to me. I Well, truthfully, that's that's the case for most of the villains. I like Hux more than Ren. Hux has but something. It, well, beyond he the fact that he takes pride in his slave army and doesn't repla- want them replaced with eugenically superior men. Yeah, his absolutely frothing madness in his scene and his utter disrespect for Ren and basically everything else. It's like, I know how this works. I'm like, I need more of you. You need a bigger role. Let's just write out Adam Driver completely. Like, <laughs> make Hux a big deal. Expand on Phasma. You know what? Screw screw the whole, we have to have a Sith facing a Jedi crap. Have the Resistance have the only Force wielders. And have, you know, the First Order just be tech and rage. And I'm okay with it. And I, I would like that. And that would be fine. Because I really dislike Ren. <laughs> But Hux was crazy and good. And seriously, give, expand on Phasma. That's great. Just give me some explanation why you felt the need to market this character as though she would matter. When at the end of the day, she doesn't do anything that you couldn't have filled in with a faceless move. Well, honestly, it's that they did the uh, chrome recolor of a stormtrooper. And that's a really easy figure to sell. Back to Ray. I have, I have three prevailing things. One, which I would prefer, is that literally she is just some nobody who was dumped out of Jakku, who literally the Force awakened it. And because she was in the middle of a bumfuck nowhere, any chance of somebody noticing that about her is just passed on by. Because her boss is pretty much a junkyard GameStop employee. Oh, let's see hey, here. Simon Pegg runs a fair and honorable GameStop according to the obnoxious... Uh, Dictates of regional headquarters. <laughs> it's, it's crazy inflatable bread. <laughs> <laughs> that is real bread. That is real but bread. Where can you get that? I don't know, but I need to order like a case. And then yes. hand it out in very small quantities for valuable <laughs> things. No, give it away at Halloween. Period. Can you imagine the looks on kids' faces when oh. you just throw a silver bag in? I, actually, okay, to, to all the kids dressed as Ray, it's like... One quarter portion. <laughs> no, seriously, it's actually bread. It's kind of terrible. Make some. <laughs> um, my second theory is that she's 
child of one of the students at Luke's Academy. Like he didn't just bring in like teenagers or kids that he brought in some adult force sensitives to try to kickstart things. And some of them had kids while they were there or before then. And because they were running from Kylo Ren, they jumped her off. But kind of hoped you would find somebody better than Junkyard GameStop guy. Look, he's the only employer in the wasteland desert in the desert wasteland inhabited by gothic ruins of Star Destroyers. <laughs> and the third, of course, most prevailing one is she is Luke's kid, which kind of shrinks. That's two universe. on the nose, so that'll probably happen. Yeah, it seems way too obvious to be that. I'd love for her to be, you know, Kyle Katarn's daughter, because Kyle Katarn got shit done. Ugh, yeah, sorry, Kyle Katarn doesn't exist anymore. That not- doesn't stop him from getting shit done. <laughs> it's also not a guarantee. He just currently doesn't exist. If they yeah. feel like pulling him in, they can. There is one the Star Wars universe is going to find a locked door and have to go across the building and down three levels to press the switch to unlock it. <laughs> He'll get there. Well, there is a very there. strong it's theory take that Benicio a couple Del- of retries and a lot of ammo, but he'll get there. <laughs> there is a very strong theory that Benicio del Toro is playing. Uh, his name escapes me all of a sudden, but Admiral, the alien admiral, I can't remember his name. Thrawn. Thrawn. Yes. No, they won't bring back Thrawn. No. I don't know. I also wouldn't cast him in that role. I don't know. He can play. Think about the character he played in Guardians of the Galaxy. Regal, you know, manipulative, kind of shading it against that. It's Del Toro. If you're going to cast him in Star Wars, there are better there are better roles for him than that. Like Thrawn, he doesn't have to be Thrawn exactly. He can be a Thrawn type, a very knowledgeable admiral, an admiral who knows where best to strike. Maximum effect with minimum loss. Yeah, because say Hux is a really good speech guy. He's really good at firing up the troops. As a commander in chief, he's an idiot. <laughs> okay, we're gonna fire our giant weapon, and then we're gonna stay here and suck up this star, giving all the rebels plenty of time to kill us. Hey, what it wasn't do working until Hanzo set off the bombs. <laughs> what did that do to the gravity well in that solar system? That was it, what though. They were in stable orbit. They needed to kill the star to actually be able to drift out and fire their thrusters. But that's... The star doesn't just suddenly reappear. Yeah, That's not how stars work. They, they don't have to worry about hitting escape velocity now, do they? That saves a lot of energy. Energy they use to blow shit up. Not Unfortunately, now aren't you the center of gravity, so everything is revolving around you now that you're a star? But then you deplete all of that whenever you fire that beam, so everything in the area is now pinballs slowly spiraling out. You wouldn't be able to occupy the surface of the planet, basically, after a single fire. So I guess what would happen is you'd, ch- you'd drink a star, fly someplace to another star, fire the gun, drain that star. Yeah, <laughs> you're a, a totally thought-out gun. <laughs> oh, there's two possibilities why they both start to pace. One, literally, one shot for a strike weapon. Literally, its whole purpose was to wipe out the Republic in its home system against. Then why not shoot Coruscant? Because that wasn't they the capital. And that's the other thing. Apparently in the new war, so there's not one central seat of power like there was in the old Republic that led up to the Empire. Every eight years, the capital moves. 
and then you've got this big meeting facility you can't fill. It's like hosting the Olympics. You really want to do it, and then you've got all this shit left over afterwards that you don't know what to do with. So it's you- G-Gundam? Every four years they fight and the winning planet gains control? Uh, I was just going to make an analogy about how I learned how to ski on Olympic ter- grounds because they had nothing else to do with it, but there you go. Uh-huh. It's G-Gundam now. I want to know who the contestant from Neo Alderaan is. Oh, God. <laughs> Neo Probably that Alderaan. one chick from the Leia comic that was quickly forgotten about. Yeah, because, because the fact that he is a planet, it's kind of harder to move than just the regular Death Star, which is just kind of our hollowed out sphere. Well, the regular Death Star was, again, about the size of a moon and actually had hyperspace capabilities. Due to its mass, it really couldn't travel more than basically a parsec at a jump. But still, it was something. This planet has atmosphere. It's the size of a dwarf planet. Imagine moving Pluto around. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, but Pluto's on a planet. Dwarf He's planet. Like a dwarf planet. planet. But, it's a classification. This gimpy planet has a large enough atmosphere that it has a viable sky within our understanding of it. Eh, well. Like, it has a legitimate horizon and and seemingly distance up to its peak. You strip the star, the gravity well is going to collapse. Another question. Does the planet stop spinning as it sinks the star, so everything's just kind of stuck? Well, it could be tightly locked. The, well, the planet's mass is going to change by virtue of the consumption of the star, so its rotation is yeah. going to change. Yeah. Even its the, gravity increased too, so everyone walking on the planet's now suddenly, you know, a hundred pounds heavier. Yeah, because yeah. it's oh, mass But this is a movie about space wizards, so you know. Yeah, we're, we're applying know. practical <laughs> physics again. <laughs> but this is what happens when you market movies to geeks. We do this shit. I know, but part of that is that there's the one geek who says. No, space wizards, guys. And then you all come to your senses. Or not. God damn you, people. This is a movie about space wizards. Take a minute to remember that and shrug it off and walk away sometimes. I still like my question. (laughs) (sighs) But yeah, uh, truthfully, even in regards to all this craziness, I don't want them to come up with an explanation. Like inertial dampeners? Fuck you. That's actually harder to explain. (laughs) Yeah, but you got an answer. It's like the Heisenberg Compensator. No, no, damn it! (laughs) You can't just finagle words together that sound vaguely sciencey and act like it's an explanation. But I name-checked the one guy you cited. The Heisenberg-Einstein-Bukowski bridge still doesn't explain how the fuck you have a TV remote that lets you travel between dimensions. (laughs) Fuck you, sliders. <laughs> I may enjoy you heavily, but fuck you. Man, I miss when that show was good. Uh, what was it? Four good seasons? Then... And then everybody starts leaving, and they're like, we can keep the corpse going. Come on. We lost Jerry O'Connell. The only person we've got left of the original cast is Remy. Great. Just zap it again. Fuck. So apparently, the only guy who's really an actor is who's played Thrawn is Robin Atkin Downs. I don't want him to be played by anyone other than Robin Atkin Downs. Can he get film roles? Tie Fighter, maybe. He was not in Tie Fighter. He was in uh, Empire at War. 
Ah, he was not voiced in Tower Fighter. He would need a haircut if he's if he's going as Thrawn. He would need a haircut because that's Thrawn it, not, though, right? Yeah, like Thrawn would not rock hair that long. But otherwise, no. Yeah, that's that is eerie. That's spot like, on, man. You look at him even with the facial hair. It's like that's that is the Grand Admiral. That's Big Boss. Punch Thrawn. <laughs> I'm fighting a war for an empire that doesn't exist anymore. Ah, I mean, oh, crap. Thrawn is big boss. Yep. <laughs> wow. So that, wow. We, we, oh, God. Now I'm really putting that together, and it's like, that's... Wow. <laughs> that's slightly terrifying. So there we go. It was a pretty good Star War. I'm excited for two more of these. So long as we get something new. Wait, real quick. What are you guys thoughts on the anthology? The, the, I'm kind of about the Han Solo one, but I am definitely interested in Rogue One. Rogue One keeps getting more interesting the more I learn. The Han Solo one will happen, the Boba Fett one will happen, the Ben Kenobi one will happen, and I'll... You know what? Eventually there's going to be a Star Wars movie that comes out that's just okay, and I'm going to have to deal with that. They're all either really good... Or hey, terrible. Okay, it's better than the prequels. Well, that's it, though. It's like, I know how to deal with terrible Star Wars movies, and I know how to deal with pretty good Star Wars movies, and then I'm just going to be like, Kenobi was okay. Yeah. 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 There. But let's hope for two more good ones. And now, some Star Wars I will watch them as they come and go. It's... The production schedule Disney's rocking is reminding me way too much of Marvel right now. And that's resulting in me feeling fairly burnt out in regards to comic book movies. I am slightly surprised that the Suicide Squad trailer actually made me interested in it. But it's like if Disney really wants to push Star Wars this heavily, I'll go to the ones that I think I'm going to like. And the ones that I don't think I'm going to like, I won't touch. So basically, Rogue will go either way. Han, the vote is out. Boba Fett, it's almost guaranteed I won't go to. And Ben, the vote is out. Unless they get a really good guy to to play Ben. Well, that's it. Like, right now, especially in Ben's case, you've got to get an actor who is on par with Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. God help you, kid. Yeah, like, you you are filling. I've heard that they were in talks with Ewan McGregor just to come back and do the role at least one more time. And okay. that one I would see. I mean, I, honestly, if they said, we're going to make a Star Wars movie, it's going to star Ewan McGregor, and it will take place between uh, Revenge of the Sith and New Hope. And I'd be like, sell me a ticket now. Yeah. I will I will go. I will watch this. I will, it, it will no matter take what place you entirely do on Tatooine, and that will suck. But you know what? But <laughs> you know, does it? Okay. Is, it doesn't is there any to. rule that says he never left, not ever, not even once? Well... If he's there, then we might get a scene of Ben riding a crate dragon. Rock and roll. Yep. Paint that on the side of my van. Wait, the Kickstarter mobile? The Kickstarter mobile. Yes. Oh, no, not this again. It's a brilliant idea. <laughs> it's a wonderful plan, and you know it is. Remember our last Kickstarter? We got zero dollars and sent all zero dollars back to everyone. No. No. How does that work? It's like dividing by zero. I know, and we pulled it off. Why? Because we're that awesome. And I happen to know how Chuck Norris did it. Just saying. Well done. Oops. 
lost to Bruce Lee. Good night, everybody. Gosh, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. It's released under Creative Commons Attribution Share of Life Non-Commercial 3.0 International License. Please visit sbopodcast.com for contact information, social media links, and past episodes.